Hello and welcome to this week's presentation of Malcolm and We, uh, presentation of MalcolmPresents.com and We the World. And today we have a guest who, where are you now in Denmark? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in Copenhagen. Right oh, okay. so in Denmark. And her name is Michaela Sorensen. And she is, she, uh, I normally would have a, a great uh, introduction, but uh, there was too much. So I decided that I'm going to have her do a lot of the introduction herself. But I can tell you that I know her from working with her and her team members who will also be on at later times with Ellen Ware of Parliamentarians for Non-Nuclear proliferation did i get that right i think i i messed that up yeah so, I, I just just say pnnd <laughs> so uh and she's gonna fix that all up for me but she's also with the basil peace office uh, and she she wears many hats has many skills and has many talents so i will say uh vic hutton did i say that right kind of right yeah, <laughs> I know I have to put marbles in my mouth to really get the Danish to sound yeah, right. Yeah, no, and I think in, in Denmark we, we normally say just put the potato in the throat and you're good to go. <laughs> I heard marbles. I think potato in the throat might work better. I'm having such a hard time learning that language, but I'm determined because uh, I try to look to uh, a little Scandinavian today. I think they mostly look goofy, but um, anyway, it will set the tone for our fun time. So, Hi, Michaela. Yeah, thank hello, you. and, and <laughs> thank you for the, the introduction. And also, I really appreciate the lovely sort of midsummer hair piece. Yeah. It's very, very nice. <laughs> well, I'll just start with a little bit about myself. So I'm half uh, Danish, half South African, and I actually grew up in Mozambique. Uh, but I moved to Denmark uh, in 2016 to do my university studies. My daddy sort of like just, you know, shipped me off to Denmark. And I was like, well, now you have to... Uh, you know, do university and become an adult. And I had family here and everything, so it was quite nice. Uh, and I ended up studying in international uh, relations uh, and development stuff, and also a lot of gender uh, and development work uh, in university. And I initially started off being very interested in um, FGM, uh, female genital mutilation, but then I sort of had a bit of a twist of a uh, fate with the pandemic. I was meant to go to the Danish embassy in Kenya. Uh, but then COVID happened and uh, Prague, uh, Czech Republic was the sort of only country that was uh, open and not really at the time affected by uh, the pandemic in Europe in uh, the 2020, I think it was around October, September, October. So I sort of uh, just Googled a lot of uh, internships uh, on gender and then I found uh, PNAD's Gender Peace and Security program that needed interns. And so I sent Alan a message uh, and literally uh, overnight he replied and just said oh yeah cool when can you come so <laughs> that's sort of how my uh, journey within the uh, disarmament world began uh, with this sort of COVID uh, intervention for he's better a cool purpose. guy isn't he he's just yeah uh, he's just so easygoing and calm and it must be really fun to work with yeah no definitely just uh, very uh, connected to everyone uh, in the field uh, so it was really a great experience with PNND I mean on my first week I was speaking on a panel uh, with Jeremy Corbyn uh, in, from the UK who is uh, in government uh, and yes. I was just like I grew up hearing about him and watching him on the news and then all of a sudden I was introducing him 
uh, on a panel on a webinar and I was like wow and then also uh, Mahatma Gandhi's I think great granddaughter um, Ella Gandhi as well uh, was on a panel with her too so my sort of first two weeks of the PNND experience with Ellen was like oh wow I'm like meeting celebrities <laughs> online. Wow that's amazing and and I know from attending a conference online I think it was last year um, at the end when amazing people like Jonathan Granoff was the global security and Audrey Kitagawa um, were there and we started doing an informal uh, uh, informal sort of get together afterwards to discuss the NPT conference and and you were able to speak did you receive an award is that why yeah so that was a youth fusion that uh, that yeah. was also, uh, yeah jonathan had a lot to do with that uh, in advocating for us uh we won the uh, gorbachev uh, schlitz award um back in 2022 so not that long ago and uh it was really really great to to get that legacy award because it was really you know commemorating a lot of the work that we do at youth fusion and sort of you know after i think at that point like two three years of hard work we sort of, uh, you know, got our, you know, pat on the shoulder, like, okay, your work is is worth something. So that was really great. And I think the sort of uh, reason we got it was a lot to do with our work on intergenerational dialogue. So we're a youth organization, but we're also, you know, building intergenerational uh, dialogue um, between uh, different people from all walks of life. So I think that was really what caught their eye in the, in our nomination and also eventually winning it. So that was fantastic. Well, that's a challenge. Um, I I know as we were talking before. I mean, this is great that you have this opportunity because you do have a place as uh, youth, but you have you have an incredible skill set and knowledge base, and and you are being recognized for the work that you can do as youth, not only for what you can do just for the field, but for engaging other youth and globally, which I think is really important. And to to engage them to be able to feel like, yes, there is help, there's a reason to join in and we can do this. And I was telling you how um, being of that age back in the 70s, um, even though it was a really cool time to be alive and um, there was a lot of awareness and all that, it seemed like, it just wasn't that same kind of opportunity unless you um, just like really went the other way instead of being able to interact intergenerationally and with people in power. We just, we were just seen as rabble rousers and troublemakers and, you know, like get a job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's very interesting to hear the stories. I was just at the uh, NPT PrepCom uh, in um, in Vienna last week, and uh, one of the the founding mothers of uh, Abolition Two Thousand uh, Network, our, our mother organization of Youth Fusion, we were having some nice conversations after the the days at the the side events at the conference, and we had some glass of wine, and I sort of you know wanted to dig into, you know, what was it like being a youth in the eighties? Because I think we kind of glamorize it a bit as you know this time when the movement was very strong and people were on the streets uh you know protesting you know Vietnam and you know the nuclear weapons issue that came with that uh time period as well and the whole you know like threats of nuclear war during the cold war and we were sort of like Vanda and I like really were wow that must have been a time to be alive and she was like well we didn't really have a place uh, as youth fighting and we were on the streets making our place and protesting on the grassroots level and they really, you know, now they, you can see how they really carved out uh, spaces 
um, for us, which are really, really appreciative that there are at least some spaces that have been um, built for us. Because uh, I think at that time period, you're totally right. It was just, you know, all you could do is really, you know, shout on the streets um, and hope to be heard. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that. I, I, I like hearing that it seemed like we did something because uh, as an older person, I looked and go, oh, we've left such a mess, you know, and I mean, the mess started before us to be sure, but, you know, it just seems like, oh, God, you know, I mean, when pop, people talk about the good old days, like about, you know, in the 50s and the 60s and the 1800s, you know, I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot that bad that happened there and then I mean there's always bad and there's always good you know and if you look at the glasses half full or half empty and and what can one person do and all that but the 70s was really a time of uh, a lot of awakening and um, it was exciting and it was kind of scary because I was at the tail end of the 60s and then the early set uh, through the 70s and I was growing up in Boulder Colorado which um is kind of like a la-la land of the world, if you ask me. And, um, you know, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, there were just so many alternative kind of ideas and ideals being shared openly. And, you know, I mean, there was the, the there were the people looking like this at us and there were people that were clapping and, you know, and there were the Buddhist monks walking along the highways, banging, you know, their 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 gongs and I just grew up with that and thought it was everywhere but it, it wasn't and, uh, and then when I move around and see other things and go to different uh, places uh, there's less awareness less you know less seemingly less concern but there are pockets everywhere and um Fortunately, I live near one. <laughs> I live near Kent State University, so everybody has to know. Everybody knows about Kent State and Kent, Ohio. So there's still a lot of us hippies around. <laughs> we're old, yeah. but we're there. <laughs> we're the, we're hippies in our hearts. <laughs> uh, no, well, that's I think what makes the you know puts the heart into it um, and keeps the uh, keeps the the movement alive. But I think it's also important to just mention, you know, also, even though, you know, like Youth Fusion and our members, we go out to these conferences and, you know, we get a bit of funding from from certain places to sort of pay travel and cost. All of our work is really unpaid. We do this on the side. Um, and we also youths really struggle to get our foot in the door in this space. I mean, getting even a UN internship, multiple of us have sort of, you know, applied and then you get the realization that you have to move to a capital in New York or Vienna or Geneva. You have to um, sort of basically fund your whole accommodation there for up to six months or more. You have to pay for your food every day. You have to pay for your travel, accommodation, everything. You need to fork out, you know, as a young person who hasn't even, you know, really worked to save up enough money for that. So it's really only very privileged people who get these or people who have maybe got some kind of scholarship from the university um, who get these positions and it's just really inaccessible um, to get anything in this field uh, and, and actually get paid so this is also what a lot of young people are really trying to you know shout out about now it's like okay we've sort of in some capacity have been granted access to certain places through like civil society um, or other sort of even on UN missions and whatnot uh, but so many of us are unpaid or just really underpaid. Uh, and that's also 
it's something that's been on my mind a lot is you know the sustainability of youths in this field because I mean I know myself I'll always my heart will be in it but um, I, I can't, I'm not getting a livable wage from this. I have to do something else, right, to make ends meet. So as all my other colleagues do. Um, and it's just, it, it worries me a lot because I think, you know, as you get older and you sort of build on your career, um, the less space and time you have for, for activism. And, you know, it's really sad that it's just so grossly underfunded you know and I think that's the next step that we need to look at now is how are we going to fund peace how are we going to fund disarmament um, because people are not going to stay in this field youths are not going to be able to stay in this field it's completely infeasible for us to to be expected to sort of bear the brunt of the financial burden and and whatnot just to you know be active it's it's not very functional at the moment well, on behalf of all youth everywhere and people everywhere, I, I thank you because it's it's people like you and Vanda and Yvonne and Alan and all the other people I haven't met who are really doing incredible work. And um, I know that's how we feel that we are the world too, you know, um, that, I mean, there you just have to have a passion and it, it just, it just has to be at your core and, uh, it affects everything you do and your decisions you make about how to combine that with whatever else you do to make money because, you know, we have to have money. You know, we have, to, unfortunately, we have to. Um, we're not a barter kind of society and we can hope for alternative economies and conscious business and conscious this and conscious that. And the reality is that, um, for so many people and if you watch the news it's like doesn't seem to be a part of 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 general thinking and i having been a person who i think i was born with this like you know like this dream to save the world um from my you know from from when i was born i just always remember just being uh, very concerned about world affairs and when i didn't even really understand it and uh you know, and it's hard to stay positive through all that because there's been a lot that, that hasn't seemed good. And so I, I, I'm a mother of two children uh, who are in their 30s, you know, and they've been able to, I mean, it's always been something that's been part of their growing up, just being aware and um, did not like having it like shoved down their throats. They just, they were born that way too. But for you, um, and in the field that you are talking about the, the really major issues that you work with that, that you're passionate about with uh, gender equality and, and women and peace and, and all that, uh, what, what do you find that is helpful for you to say to um, other members of your your age group, younger or people slightly older or whatever, what, what inspiring messages uh, are you able to give them that seem to have effect and, and, and you know, help? Because I, I think it's, it's hard being old, I know right now, but I think it's gotta be hard being young too. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's a really difficult question because I think right now, you know, where the field's at, it's like kind of a little bit, 
where the world is at like there's a sense of hopelessness right like everything that kind of could go wrong has gone wrong in the world from climate change and you know our security matters and whatnot but I think you know the thing that really keeps me going is thinking about you know history and we've had bad times in history there's been much worse times in this uh, there's been better times um, but everything is sort of, you know, an ebb and flow, nothing's permanent. Uh, and that when things get really hard, which I think right now, they're really hard for us young people, like we're really in a existential kind of threat uh, in multiple capacities right now. But yeah, like why bother? <laughs> yeah, no, like we're, a lot of people are just like, oh, it's hopeless, like the world's going to incinerate one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but I think we just need to sort of look back and and say, hey, you know, like nothing's permanent, things ebb and flow and, you know, we can, stuff will pass, you know, nothing. I mean, I think also in, in my parents' day and age, like they were also, they had their significant worries and my grandparents, you know, went through a world, two world wars pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we just need to remember that that things can get better if we put the effort in and the input you know like especially with climate change things are not fantastic but instead of you know being hopeless and giving up I think we we all need to put in the effort to you know try and mitigate it as much as we can we also need to do the same with nuclear weapons and the whole Russian invasion of Ukraine you know just try to prevent things and you know give our input as much as possible and be involved as impossible because even if you just you know speak to one person over a dinner table you know you don't know what ripple effect you have um you don't have to go out you know any kind of form of activism is activism you don't have to go out on the streets or you don't have to be an influencer to be an activist even if you're just having conversations around the dinner table even if you're just doing something at your university you know any bit helps there's no kind of you know mold of being an activist I think we can all do it Uh, in our own ways on whatever scale and I think we all just need to remember to to remember like our core values and just you know don't stray from them because I think sometimes even myself I have to really talk to myself and be like don't don't give up like you're like at the end of the month eating some like noodle cups or whatever and (laughs) oh no like (laughs) but you know I think then the next month, you know, I, I got a job with the, the Swiss company DocMind for the, the nuclear stories project. And then, you know, things happen. So, yeah, like use and also use like, okay, not use people, but use your network. You know, um, I think you can always just send an email and ask and and, you know, be supported, because I think that's also something that young people don't realize is that if, if you don't ask for something, you're not going to get it. And I especially think with young women, uh, we kind of don't ask for things right Uh, so not not to make it gendered but for anyone especially young people um slide into someone's linkedin uh messages send an email like you literally you like my i literally just sent an email to to alan at pnnd and within the next week i had an internship so you know you really just have to like do some research and don't be afraid to um to put yourself out there uh don't give up hope and uh also just remember that nothing is permanent things get better things get worse and then they get better again uh so don't don't get into a sort of tunnel vision of oh doom and gloom but uh yeah and also just yeah not just for the network to find out jobs and whatever but also just use people to 
you know, for emotional support and mental health support. I think, you know, my colleagues were really great at that as well at Youth Fusion. Uh, when we're feeling burnt out, we always have a phone call to just have a little bit of a moaning session. I'm like, oh, the world is horrible. <laughs> and then you get a bit of weight off the shoulders and, you know, share your concerns. And then you also find out that many other people like yourself share them. So. Well, that's perfect. And and you know what? That exactly is exactly how I look at it, too. I mean, when you look back, um, there have been a lot of really terrible, terrible times in our history. And, and but it's not happening to everyone at the same time. And I don't know. I just I find myself. It, it all comes back to what I think is it helps with mental health and certainly helps with mine is to just stop. How are things right at this moment? Well, right at this moment, I'm having a fabulous conversation with you, who's in Denmark. And even though I've never met you, I feel like we're good friends already. <laughs> and whatever you want to moan to me, you can, because I will certainly understand. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I hope you know that we are friends and I'll do anything I can to help you. And that is true. Even if things are really great, that doesn't last forever. Even if something is really terrible, it doesn't last forever. It's just all a matter of life and evolution. And if you can wake up every day with some sort of like, I wonder what good thing is going to happen today. You can be more open to those like little, why don't I? Just email Alan, you know, <laughs> positive thoughts that you can do instead of like, oh, why should I even get up? Why should I even care? You know, that that doesn't that attitude doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, it, it, it is certainly true that things are messed up, but it is also true that there are really great people out in the world like you and Alan and your team and other people, we the world, all sorts of people who share our vision and, and want things to be better. And just think if more people would wake up with the idea that I can do one little thing, you know, today to make something better for someone or our, our world or whatever. Um, and then everything is good. You know, if you can just think about Goodness and goodness prevails, which I I really do think goodness prevails somehow. Um, I better just look at the time. Oh, you know what? We're close to a half an hour here. Um, I don't want to take up your time, but this this has been so much fun. I hope it's been good fun for you. And um, really, truly, uh, we love working with you at We the World. And I hope that there's a way that we can work together with uh, MalcolmPresents.com to have some sort of an ongoing sort of way to communicate. Um, you know, that would be great, wouldn't it? Because we can reach people all over the world, like I know that you can too. And we're getting better and better and better at doing that. Um, is there anything that you would like to say about uh, where you work and put a promo out here and then it'll yeah, be no. for posterity? <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I think the one thing that, um, you know, where we can definitely uh, like cross fertilize a bit is we have, a, as you've mentioned, Ivan, our, well, he was a 
youth fusion intern but now he's sort of a, a this campaign manager for um the youth hotline uh Ooh. campaign uh, which is a really great initiative that he thought up and then we all sort of you know jumped on board to make this wonderful campaign come into fruition and the whole concept of it is this you know sort of um you know, more building bridges between uh, US and Russian youths, especially in times like these, uh, to really make a dialogue. Um, and there's 21 uh, participants that have uh, actually been accepted to be part of this uh, youth hotline uh, program. Uh, and Ivan and and and, and um, ourselves have really gone uh, out to make webinars for them, and we, they we've sort of mentored uh, all the participants to make their these projects. So. And collaborate and it's also not just solely uh russian and, and us youth the floor is open was open to many different uh nationalities so we have a really diverse mix of lovely people coming together and right now there are three um projects going on so one is nuclear shades that is really talking about um how to get nuclear uh, disarmament out there and in, uh, in like in media uh and also a podcast talking about more global north and global south uh, engagement regarding uh, nuclear weapons and then also another one called uh, beneath the surface the hidden stories of the manhattan project which is really looking at these sort of untold stories of the manhattan project and all of these three projects are each going to have their own podcast or social media campaign or blog post uh, contributing to the the youth fusion sort of a uh, universe out there um so we're really proud of that and it's really been uh it, it launched um i think it was a month or two ago so now the projects are really uh, rolling on and uh, and starting and we even had one of uh, uh, the projects uh, presented at the uh, an NPT uh, uh, PrepCom side event uh, last week so it's really great to um, to be able to for Youth Fusion to to do that so maybe when we have a, a webinar or or something in the future you can definitely be be part of it and on board because maybe you have something to say about building bridges between the US and and Russia we don't know <laughs> well uh not currently but who knows <laughs> i'd love to um actually i do you know some people in ukraine and whatever maybe i can help with that Ooh, good idea well um you know we have our trends magazine which is quarterly at, at the moment but i would love to see a, a regular contribution from your, yeah. your group of people talking about all that and let's see i can't find my calendar right oh yes i can um we will have uh ivan on the 7th and vonda on the 28th of next month which will be which right. before and after our big 11 days of global unity so i think that we have a great uh well i have made up a new word it's um uh, instead of coalescing, it's coalition. It's the noun form of yes. Uh, I've made it up. I don't, not quite sure how it's spelled yet. But uh, I love our new coalition. And well, we've had it all along, but it's a new word. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. We are going to be working together, and it's been great to have you here. So to end, I will say this will all be uh, on MalcolmPresents.com, and then it will be on uh, our YouTube. We are also on Facebook, Malcolm and We, and then we are on Buzzsprout for our audio. Thank you so much, Michaela, for being here. Uh, yeah, so I will say, and so I think this is correct to say, hi, hi. Yeah, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for being here. Mwah. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.
The objective of the organization We the World is to facilitate cooperation on a global scale amongst groups and individuals dedicated to implementing solutions to the many challenges we face on the planet at this time.